Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We are live, and UFC 263 definitely didn't disappoint. No matter what your favorite style of uh, MMA, this had it for you. Let's hit the intro. Hello, everybody. I am Mags, and with me, uh, my very, very tired son, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? Very tired. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, So, for context, it's half past six here in the morning. Uh, We've just had a brutal um, UFC 263. So, let's quickly go through these these prelims. Uh, Starting with Carlos Felipe, again, the decision against Jake Collier. uh, And then another decision with uh, Farid Zayam getting... Uh, the victory against Luigi Vanderamina. Um, Chase Super got uh, picked up another loss with uh, his uh, his battle against Stephen Peterson again going to decision. Um, then we got uh, Terence McKinnon getting a seven second knockout over Matt Frivola. Uh and then Alexis Davis picking up the a loss against uh, Pane uh, Kianzad. Uh, going into the the televised prelims, and we had Mosvar Evelovev picking up the decision against Hakim Dewardu. Um, our Brit and one of our favourites, Joanne Calderwood, unfortunately uh, fell short against Lauren Murphy again in a decision. Um, going into the last couple of fights, Eric Anders in the lightweight uh, lightweight division uh, beat Darren Stewart. Bad decision, and then the the feature prelim was Brad Riddle's victory over Drew Dober. Guess what? Bad decision. Uh, luckily, when we got to the main car, Carlos, it brought pretty much everything that we uh, that we wanted to see in a, in a UFC contest. Started with another British favorite, one of our favorite fighters, uh, Paul Craig, taking on the unbeaten uh, animal fighter of Jamal Hill. Uh, Unfortunately, this fight didn't last too long, Carlos, did it? What uh, what did you make of uh, Jamal Hill and Paul Craig? Well, let's put it this way. Jamal Hill's one hard bastard. He, <laughs> he should have he tackled him. Well, the good thing is we can confirm that he's not, his arm's not broken. Mm-hmm. It was just badly dislocated. They managed to put it back in place now, so it's not flopping about like a rubber band. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't like the fact that he weren't respecting Paul Gay, uh, Paul Craig's ground game, and basically just thinking he's gonna he's gonna walk through it. Uh, Paul Craig told him exactly what he were gonna do. He's gonna try and take him down and, mm-hmm. and test the jiu-jitsu, and that's exactly what he were able to do. And um, he had the arm in a in an awkward situation as at the first when he when he went down, and then Jamal Hill should have tried to either close the distance there and. and Basically, get chest to chest or try and stand back up. Um, 
staying on the ground with ball Craig's a dangerous game. You're just playing into his game plan. Uh, and that's exactly what happened in uh, one minute and 59 seconds into the first round. He were able to grab all the uh, Jamal Hill's arm and, and dislocate it. And to be honest with you, not his fault. Probably people might going to give him shit for it. But again, not his fault. The referee's there to stop the fight. And the referee didn't. Paul Craig were able to, um, well, not able to. He had to. As he dislocated the arm, he had to basically carry on and follow it up with some amethysts and mm-hmm. some elbows and stuff. But again, it's the referees had to stop the fight. And it, it, it can remind me of the time when uh, Frank Mir uh, had to snap uh, Big Nob's arm for, for Big Nob to, to basically give up. Um, I mean, uh, Paul Craig said in his post fight interview how he felt uh, the pop. Uh, realised that there's no point putting any more pressure in because there was nothing that is going to hurt anymore. But again, I've got to uh, got to reiterate what you said. Um, Jamal Hill is is a warrior because that arm was flopping about. He, he even uh, uh, one point in the in the armbar uh, picked up his forearm and kind of like moved it to the side so he can at least attempt to land some shots. And the fact that he uh, refused to quit and the ref had to stop him. Rather than than him tap, um, that's that's uh, that's an animal right there, an absolute animal. Um, but a great victory for Paul Craig um, and the hands uh, Jamal Hill his first loss. Uh, going into the the next fight, uh, a legend in these streets, Damian Meyer, uh, taking on uh, Bilal Mohammed. Uh, and for me, this was such an interesting fight, such a kind of a uh, a difference in styles. You've obviously got uh, Damien Meyer, who is uh, elite level uh, on on the ground with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Bilal Mohamed, who's been making waves with, with his uh, ground game and, and with his uh, with his uh, striking game. Sorry, um, and it was the Bilal Mohamed striking game that, that kind of uh, won this fight for him. Um, and not only that, but it was just the ability to stuff. Um, um, Damien Meyer's takedowns, uh, the amount of times he worked off one leg hopping and was still able to to not get tucked down and, and, and make his way back to the fence and, and defend against the takedowns, but then still land his own shots was was absolutely phenomenal and uh, a deserved victory for, for uh, Bilal Mohamed. But I think it also shows that Damien Meyer is still <laughs> among the very, very best at this uh, at this sport. I'd, I could somewhat agree with you on, on what you're saying, but with Damien May, I don't think he's... Uh, I think it is his time to, to give it up. 43-year-old. Um, fair enough. He didn't get knocked out and he took some shots, but... He didn't, but he didn't take any damage, though. No, he didn't really take any damage, but again, he's not really... He's not really putting himself in a position where he, he needs to... He needs to sort of put himself in these situations where he needs to fight... Because um, he'll only take more damage if needs be, and look, everyone knows him, him as being the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. But he had trouble sort of taking uh, Mohamed down. Now, fair enough. Like Paul Felder was saying, Mohamed has really got really good balance on that single leg when he tried to take him down, and mm-hmm. I didn't know why Damian Meyer didn't try and change it. Not even once he didn't even try to change it up. Not pulling guard, not trying to go for the double leg. Or, it was just just that single leg yeah, every single time. Yeah, it would either try and drag it, move it to the side, or pull it high and push it back. Even than that, he weren't trying for nothing else, and it were a bit weird. So it was only a matter of time before um, Harry basically took control of the situation, took control of the fight, and 
think Danny and Maya in the first round thought Mohammed a bit worried with a with a first takedown. Um obviously being up against the cage, you were you were breathing heavy coming out of that first round. And then into the second round, what what looked like um what looked like Damian Maya was to take over the fight and Mahari just basically said no, not today and mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, he were able to control the fight from the end. But in a way of in a defensive way, he were able to control the fight of not being getting tucked down and putting more offense on, uh, offense. Can't even speak now. <laughs> putting more <laughs> offense. <laughs> Fuck it. He punched Damian Maya more times than Damian Maya punched him. Yeah, absolutely did. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh, going into the middle of the, the card now, and a very rare non-tile fight, uh, a non-main event that gets five rounds. But when you have a star the size of Nate Diaz, and believe me, this guy is is a star. The crowd absolutely adored him. He got uh, the biggest pops by a long, long way. This crowd absolutely just uh, ate up everything Nate Diaz, and he absolutely deserves it. Um, taking on one of, again, one of our boys, Leon Edwards. Uh, Leon, who's, um, I think he's been unlucky with uh, with timing and and uh, and the way that uh, uh, COVID has, has kind of like pinned him at home um, because this guy should have had title shots way before now. But I'm sure he wouldn't be uh, that bothered about having a fight against a legend like Nate Diaz, and especially getting uh, getting that that win on his uh, on his record over Nate Diaz. And he dominated this fight for four rounds. Um, Nate obviously trying his his usual tricks of trying to go the fighter out of their own game plan uh, and to uh, to walk into his. Uh, and Edwards had none of it for for four rounds. Uh, it was uh, landing crisp shots in and out. Uh, uh, the the first round it was uh, just destroying uh, the right leg of of, of Nate Diaz. Uh, but Nate's a warrior. Just carried on coming and coming and coming. Um, 
going into uh, the the later rounds, it, it it was it seemed to me that that Leon Edwards had his had the perfect game plan. Don't fall for Nate Diaz, uh, Nate Diaz's tactics. Land a couple of shots, come in and out, and he started really damaging uh, Diaz. Uh, obviously, we see Diaz bleed pretty much every fight. I think he coughs and he bleeds. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this this fight, he took a lot of big shots. Was uh, was his face was cut up in multiple places. And then we get to the fifth round, and goddamn, that last minute or so, I feared for Leon Edwards's life. Absolutely, Be- that woke me up because he took, he gave essentially gave forty minutes of whooping to to Nate Diaz. Obviously, Nate landed some shots, but uh, Leon was picking him off and and getting great shots in. Uh, but then uh, Nate landed just a glancing blow, and it wobbled Leon Edwards, and Leon looked like he was hurt. It, Nate Diaz of two years ago would have followed that up and just destroyed him. But instead, he was pointing, trying to take his time. Uh, and there was about three or four times in, in that last minute where Edwards looked rocked. And it, it looked like it would take one more shot to put him on his arse and the fight would have been over. Uh, unfortunately, um, for Nate, he wasn't able to pull that off. Uh, Edwards uh, clinches, uh, keeps control for the last 15 seconds, taking massive, massive deep breaths. Uh and he almost pulled a, a defeat out of the jaws of victory. But uh, the judges gave it a unanimous decision, 49-46 uh, across the board. Uh, and after that very, very late scare, uh, Leon Edwards uh, picked up a, a huge victory against Nate Diaz. Yeah, man. What can he say about it? He, from surviving the last 60 seconds from a fight that you should have walked through, yeah, that, that, that woke me up. Especially after watching that last bit, he he bumped the piss out of him. One thing about Nathan, he, his leg kicks don't really work against him because he just he'll walk him off. And then not only that, you're hitting him and trying to knock him out. You're going to have to shoot him to <laughs> to kill him. It's as simple as that. You, you don't just knock Nathan Diaz out with one punch. A follow-up punch is not even that matter. You just, you just—I haven't seen him getting knocked out, you know, in a, a long time. And even in the the parts where it's been a stoppages or been stopped, it's because it's he's Scottish where it's been like, oh, that cut's too big. But he's always wanted to, to keep fighting afterwards. So, yeah, respect to him, but give our hometown boy that title shot. Yeah, absolutely. Call, call get the fuck out the way. Yeah, absolutely. He totally deserves it. Uh, Call main event, and if there's anybody on this card who got a pop anywhere close to Nate Diaz, it's a, and it's a surprise to me. It's Brandon Moreno. He's 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 been taken uh, to to. He's just everyone loves him, um, and I don't know what I, what it is about him particularly now that everyone's fell in love with. I mean, Binky's got Figueroa's turned into a bit of a bella. Yeah, I mean, at that press conference, he he was he was very uh, angry. I think he felt that he was the hero in this fight, and when everyone was cheering for Moreno. Um, the, the it kind of like uh, pissed Figueroa off, uh, but you've got to remember this is Moreno is someone who came through uh, the Ultimate Fighter, was cut by UFC, uh, went onto the 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 indie circuit, came back and is now uh, Mexico's first UFC champion. And what a way to do it! These guys fought in December uh, in a five round uh, draw, which for me was the best fight of the year, uh, hands down. And they started this fight. 
pretty much as that fight left off. Uh, these two were just absolutely wanting to murder each other. For me, I think uh, Moreno started the fresher, uh, landing the jabs and, and, the, and the leg kicks. Um, Figueredo... Um, it took a while to start um, to start throwing shots in that first round. It, it's almost like he was trying to weigh up Brandon Moreno, trying to figure out his game. I'm thinking that, that, but then I'll, when I was saying that, I'm like, why are you trying to figure it out? You, you spent 25 minutes with him. You're already you're a champion. You're well, already and, and, and not only that, every time we've seen Figueredo fight before, he's the one who takes the lead. Mm. He's the one who, who forces the pressure. And it was weird that it's almost like he was resigned to, to losing. And uh, it's weird to say that because he didn't end the first round at all, push the pace, which is uh, which is weird for him. Missing a lot of his shots, which he normally is laser accurate. Uh, he, he, he missed a huge uh, hook kick. Uh, Moreno was just able to pick off good shots. Uh, I think we saw better from Figueiredo in the second round. Uh, he, he was able to... Uh, to uh, get the the takedown and, and the the dominant position, uh, it was there was a one point where he he was um, he had I think it was Moreno had his back and he was able to spin round and get top position uh, and 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 go uh, go for the attack, uh, but Moreno he was so good at, um, at, at almost trying to grip uh, uh, Figueroa's uh, back, uh, hanging on him pretty much like a little spider monkey. Um, but going into into the third, I think Figueiredo just didn't have the ground game knowledge to 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 uh, to combat uh, Moreno. Moreno was uh, was all over him like a rash, and then once he was able to sink that arm in, uh, landing those kind of like shots from behind to uh, confuse uh, Figueiredo, get his arm underneath the chin, uh, and and he had no no alternative but to to tap out and. What it meant to um, to Moreno is what it meant to the rest of the MMA community because we've now got another superstar in our, on our hands. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> big yo from Carlos. I don't think he's a big Moreno fan. Oh, Moreno's a sick dude. Bigger head on say a bit of a bit of a tip. But I think it goes to goes to show just because even it's the latter weights. The weight cut still affect her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Figueredo, I believe it might be time for him to go up. Yeah, well, he, he, he's had issues with weight cut before at this weight. Um, if you remember before, he, one of his title matches was he wasn't uh, eligible for the title because of mm-hmm. his weight. Well, he only just meant weight for this fight as well. And mm-hmm. he basically had literally an hour to spare. You, know, you get a couple of hours allocated over when you miss weight and then it's like, right, then you've only got a certain amount to actually... I think it might be that within the hour you get to miss, you get to go back the weight. But either way, he, he still just meant the weight. Moreno obviously made it, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, well-deserved victory for him. Um, the, tri- the body triangle he had was just tight and he had it perfectly. And mm-hmm. like you said, the way we were able to just, they weren't even hard shots, it was just more of just faking the shots and faking him and just picking his tab and just waiting. Up until he knew, he knew we were able to sink uh, them arms in and just get him in deep, and it it worked for him. So well done. The Mexico got their first one hundred percent fully Mexican UFC world champion. Yeah, such a, a great moment for for Mexico, and such a great moment for the fans because the crowd were absolutely on fire in, in Arizona. Um, 
probably the best crowd we've had since the the, the comeback to having uh, crowds back at events. Uh, but we're going into the main event now. Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori too. Uh, if you check back in the archives, you'll uh, you'll see that we went over and did a watch along of the first fight. Um, and for me, I don't feel that Marvin Vittori's learned any lessons from from that fight. If anything, um, this just shows how how much um, Adesanya has improved. Uh, compared to Marvin Vittori. And that's not to say Marvin Vittori hasn't improved. He's got this title shot somewhat off merit. Uh, I think there is a case to say that uh, he hasn't beaten any of the the big names in in the division and he's kind of uh, got the title shot just by being there and being the only only, uh, fighter available, I suppose. Uh, But Israel essentially put him to the sword for five rounds. for me, I'm 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 getting more and more um, disappointed with Israel Adesanya's um, uh, way of fighting because he's just he seems to be struggling to finish people now. Uh, it just doesn't seem to. Um, it, it, it's hard to say because he's technically he's so so gifted. Uh, he's so dynamic. The shots can come from anywhere, but he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct he had whilst he was chasing the towel, uh, if you understand what I mean. Mm. He's, uh, he's more than, he seems more than happy to uh, score points rather than than finish fights. Uh, all the way through this fight, the, the the main weapon he used was the leg kicks. He was uh, uh, destroying uh, Vittori's um, lead, lead leg. And the the weird thing was Vittori never switched stance, never attempted to 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 change uh, his game plan, and, and just ate these leg kicks over and over and over again. Um, for the in terms of it, uh, Vittori's throwing shots, he always seemed to like he was having to overreach and put himself in mm. in worrying positions. Uh, but again, Adesanya landed shots, but wasn't wasn't willing or wasn't able to to kind of uh to to use that to his advantage I suppose. Um so pretty much every single round it was 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 a lot of the same kind of stuff. It was uh Vittori overreaching, um Adesanya landing uh, landing some shots, getting out of the way, landing leg kicks. We got a few times where uh Adesanya was taken to the ground by Vittori, uh, but whilst he was there didn't really do a lot aside from I think it was in the the third where um, Adesanya uh, was caught in a rear naked choke, but uh, calmly switched it round uh, to get time out uh, to get um, to get top uh, position, uh, and then didn't really do anything with that, and then just stood it stood it up and and carried on. Uh, but Adesanya got the victory. Um, Marvin Vittori still thinks he won the fight, which. Uh, uh, I think yeah, he's been, I think he's been smoking some of Nate Diaz's uh, killer two or nine marijuana. But yeah, uh, Adesanya rolls on, uh, wanting a, a rematch with uh, Bobby Knuckles again. Uh, Carlos, what do you make of this fight? I think it was a good fight to be honest with you. Um, Israel Adesanya winning the way he did. I thought he was going to look for the knockout more than all, as he was saying that he's going to finish him this time. So. A lot of talk, not much backing it up, just more pissing about. But I think he knew straight away. I think I think he knew that don't matter what's gonna happen, he's gonna win this fight. As soon as as soon as Marvin 
were able to grab that leg in the first attacking down, and Israel were able to basically get back up in the little fancy way he did. I think Marvin uh, sort of accepted it in his head like, I hope this is not as easy as it's going to be, attacking down and holding down. And I think Izzy knew, I hope I'm faster than him. I know if he tries to take me down, I, I'm, my reactions are faster than his, and I'm just going to be able to defend it. And I think another thing that Vittori didn't didn't compensate is when he sort of tried to say he's going to steal Blakovic's plan of taking down and holding down. The one thing I don't think he realised is it's going to be him doing it. So mm-hmm. it's going to be he's the one who's going to be losing them energy resources to do it, and he's quickly just fucking gassed himself and yeah. he was fucked. And he didn't have the after that first takedown and that first round. In the second, third, fourth, and fifth, that's why he were just holding his up against the cage more than out. He just didn't have the, he just didn't sort of have that extra rep in him, if you would, mm-hmm. to get Israel Adesanya down. He were able to get to the stages of getting him up against the cage and locking his hands together. But when it came to actually executing the the lift and then putting him on the ground, he weren't able to. He weren't able to do it. They just the gas wasn't there, the energy wasn't there. Oh, yeah, and, and it showed that when uh, there was the the accidental airport when uh, Adesanya was uh, scrambling to 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 get off the floor, and uh, Victoria's first thing to do was to go and lean against Cage and and, and get some massive massive breaths. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he gassed very very early in the fight. You could see he was he was uh, open mouth for a lot of the fight. Um, really kind of. Uh, taking those heavy breaths. Uh, and Izzy just looked the way that Izzy normally looks. It looks like he could go for another five rounds. And that's it with Izzy. He's a kickboxer. As soon as... Um, like, like when you were saying about Marvin, he looked like he looked like we were overreaching. He was overreaching because Izzy was moving back just out of the way, just in time. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was hitting, move, hitting, move, hitting, move, landing them points, moving, landing them points, moving. And he was making sure that he wasn't there when... Marvin Vittori was trying to land that big shot because it's not like he was even trying to set it up. It was throwing the jab before throwing the cross or then just throwing the cross itself. And it was, again, I've, I've said it so many times with people who were so good on the ground or people who were so good on the feet. You need to set stuff up better than you would have just throwing one or two feints and then throwing it. You need to throw a couple of feints in your combo before landing the shot that you wanted to towards it. Because other than that, you try and you throw your first punch by the time you come with your seventh one and he's already out the way on your third one mm-hmm. so you need to think fast sharp and on your feet and sometimes it's easier said than done and Martin Vittori he's and I, I sort of loved it as well how they tried to sell him off as a wrestler just because he re- a lot of people from Europe are mainly boxers kickboxers they, that's generally what you grow up with in Europe your wrestling's basically a but Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are wrestling over here in, the, in, in Europe and that like still relatively new compared to all the other stuff. So it's, yeah, he's a... Uh, so put them back into what they both are, kickboxers, and you can tell it that with a fighting-wise, Marvin Vittori is just not on Israel Adesanya's level. And then even when it comes to the ground... Could you could you argue that Marvin Vittori is not on Adesanya's level, or they both equally shit on the ground? Because we we could face it. Israel Adesanya is a world class kickboxer. He's not a world class grappler, and I guarantee he'll admit it himself. But he does enough to where he's not on his back, and he can keep that fight on his feet. 
and if you're going to sell Warren Vittoria to be a wrestler, then he, Jesus Christ, he should be a wrestler. He should at least have stamina like a wrestler in that light. Like, you don't see DC gassing out after the first round and you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, Marvin's issue is if when we've uh, watched the first fight, you can see he's packed on sh- shed loads of muscle. Mm. Um and unfortunately, it doesn't that isn't always the way to go, um, and it, it clearly hasn't worked for him. But he has improved as a fighter since in those uh, two years. Though, um, I just think that the maybe the spectacle and the fact that it was is is almost like his kryptonite now. I think that was um, it, it. It kind of made him regress as a fighter. Uh, there wasn't uh, any kind of like. Um, um, Plan B or or any other way of him um, of, of him uh, taking the fight that is in. I think that's just where he struggled. Um, but the event is in the bag now. Um, but the UFC keep uh, keeps on rolling on. They've announced uh, quite a few fights over the last few weeks uh, to to fill the gaps between the the number of views. And next week we've got. Uh, fight night, uh, Korean Zombie taking on Dan Age after Dan Age uh, called out uh, Korean Zombie. Um, we were called main event of uh, Alexei Olenek taking on Sergei Spivak and one of our favourite fighters, Matt Brown, uh, on the card as well, taking on Diego Lima. So check in for that next week. Um, but uh, that basically is, uh, is UFC 263 uh, in the books. Um, follow me on Twitter if you'd like at Podfather Mags. Follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos, and definitely go and follow all the, the the amazing support we get from the networks at Shoot the Sports Ish, at the Chair Shop, and at Visionaries Global Media. Uh, but that is the end. Uh, thank you all for listening. There you go, amigos. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.